Good morning, coaches. This is your wake-up call. Today's Monday, September 19th, and here he is, the energizer himself, the president of Global Sales, Jeff Hill. Morning, Sandy. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it, Jeff. Yeah, coaches, come on. Sandy, coaches probably noticed that we switched it up a little bit today where we put the announcement, some of the things you need to know uh, before the official call. We just thought we're going to try and make this a little more compact, make it run a little bit faster because we know your time is valuable. And when we've got some great coaches on the line uh, to share some insightful information, we want to make sure that we give them the most amount of time possible and respect your time as well. But uh, important stuff to know. Uh, we all, there's always great focus pieces. Sandy just finished talking about the uh, Beachbody Health Bet, and it really uh, that has been a has been not has been it is a great a great program where we're seeing a lot of traction. We're seeing a lot of positive results. Seeing a lot of people posting, and it's interesting though. The one thing that I would add to the Health Bet is is you know unfortunately life is seldom an either or choice. Typically, uh, the most successful people, those that get the, squeeze the most results, squeeze the most success out of life, are those individuals that have the ability to implement what I'll call an and strategy, where they're, they're able to do this while they do this. It's sometimes an and. And really with this health bet, we've seen so many people come in and we've got our coaches focusing, focusing on helping people get results, but some, it looks like, are neglecting to say, hey, but we've got to continue to fill our pipeline. We've got to keep introducing while we get results. Here. Remember, everyone, we've got, some, we've got a great success club prize. It is a yoga mat. Um, but the key piece about that is that while you're helping people, it's always key to put people into the pipeline. I don't necessarily like that word, but it's, it's more that represents the concept of forming relationships and, and attracting and connecting with people so that you can continually have a, a rich opportunity to touch people's lives. So as you look at this month, a couple weeks left, less than a couple weeks left, you know, you, you set goals. We're going into the back stretch of the year. Success Club is one of those pieces that are so, so key in, in creating success. So make sure you're achieving those Success Club goals and helping people, a minimum of three people each month uh, on top of what you're doing in the Beachbody Health Bed. It is that and strategy. So um, with that, let's talk about quickly some people that have moved their business forward. Uh, always fun to have Mr. Darren Ashby on the line. I don't know if I'd call it fun. It's just rewarding. It's like the, it's that moment in the week, Darren. So take it away. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Jeff. And good morning, coaches. All right. Well, here are this week's advancements, starting with our newest Star Diamond coaches, Congratulations to Mary Catherine Allen in a secondary CBC, Miranda Asmussen from Canada, Laurie Brummond. Also, Kate Diamora, Tia DeHamel in a secondary CBC, Dana Potiatis, Shannon Gaspard, Melissa Gleason, Henry Hunt, Heather Kilkelly in a secondary CBC, both Melanie Mitro and Ashley Molstead. Also, Lauren Mudd, Danielle Rhodes, Leslie Sullivan, Gwen Tietjen. Gina Marie, Villanueva, and Sandy Viznov. Now onto the two-star diamonds, we have Jason Carter, Becky Davis, Lindsey Gray, Michelle Hilliard, and Maria Powell. And our three-star diamond coaches, the first one from Canada, Kimberly Fitzpatrick, Michael Ullman, and Brian Rolka. And a new four-star diamond this week, congratulations, Hillary Dixon. And we have a new five-star diamond in a secondary CBC, and that would be Danielle Hogel. 
All right, now on to the Daily Beachbody Challenge winners for September 5th through September 11th. Each of these coaches won $500. Congratulations, Eric Clausen, Kelsey Acevedo, Christopher Brown, Luna Dietz, Jeff McLaughlin, Jenny Frazier-Snyder, and Jim Fisher. Way to go, guys. And our top success club point earners for the week, Raina O'Dell, Evie Morales, Bonnie Engel, Veronique Tremblay, Aaron Sanderson, Joey Bratton, and Shannon Leach. All right, that's it for today. Quick and simple. Congratulations to everyone on the call, and make it a fantastic week. Back to you, Jeff. All right, thank you, everyone. And no one really knows this, but Darren is the keeper of the key of the Utah prize closet. I always laugh when Sandy talks about that. But we do have this closet. We've got all sorts of swag and stuff like that. And, and um, Darren is, the, like, the only one in the entire world that has the key to that place. So, you know, I just put a target on your, on your back, Darren. Um, and anyway, well, coaches, this morning, really excited uh, about the topic that we have on the docket, and it comes from a coach uh, who has been with us for over eight years, is extremely accomplished. Uh, I think she has ideal standing uh, to be able to talk about the topics uh, that we're talking about. This and it's kind of a funny topic, not a funny topic, but one about finding joy in your coaching, you know, which really means, do you enjoy what you do while you do it? Uh, as I said, she's been in the business for over eight years, uh, over 77, I, just, I believe it's 77, probably 78 this month, 78, 78 months um, in Success Club. Uh, she has been an elite coach six years, 2010 through 2015. She has been an elite 10 coach four times. What that means to me is, one, she's done some remarkable stuff, but secondly, I've also got the chance to know, uh, know her and her husband as we've traveled to Bora Bora a couple times to France. I, can, I can't remember if the other one was Italy or Argentina. Uh, she'll correct me on this, but she is a superstar two-diamond coach, which means she has is a 15-star diamond in two of her business centers, uh, making and leaving her imprints on this business Absolutely thrilled to have on the call with us, Melissa McAllister, all the way from, get this, Melissa, Texas. Melissa. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> How are you? I am, I am good, really good. Welcome to the call. Thank you. I think this is like the, I, want, I, I can't remember if it's like the fourth or fifth time you guys have invited me, so I really appreciate it. And this is the first time you've ever accepted? Four or five times <laughs> invitation? No, absolutely not. So where was the other time, was, where, on the Elite Ten trips? Two times to Argentina. more more and Argentina. Yeah, Argentina. Yeah. That's why I was, yeah. I was second guessing that. Well, listen, um, obviously I did a bit of a setup on this call, Melissa, and um, we had you on stage at Summit this year with the other superstar, Two Diamonds and Above, and we talked a little bit about some of your longevity, but we just had not enough time to really jump in and, and kind of talk about how you, you know, how you build your business. And one of the remarkable things um, that I'll lay out for those coaches listening that I believe is remarkable anyway is, 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 is one year longevity in the business and the consistency in the business. And, and third, which is probably the most important that I think is the underpinnings of what we're going to talk about today is that while I shared that you have achieved success club uh, for over six years, 77 plus months on this, your success club numbers aren't like success club uh, 
50 in a month or 30 or 40. They're usually you achieve success club 10 and kind of in that, in that area a little bit more sometimes. And yet you've been able to achieve these remar- this remarkable consistency and high standing within the business. And I think that there is something there that is, is powerful and also duplicable, which is a key part to this business. So congratulations on that. But let's just jump in a little bit. And before we get into the questions that I want to maybe ask you, just give a quick background on who is Melissa? How'd you get in the business? Oh, it was, gosh, you talk about, you know, the longevity and success. And I thought, if I tell you, I have to kill you. I, I keep what I do a secret because I don't want anybody else to know. I'm just kidding. I have been a group exercise instructor for, you know, 17 plus years, and I became um, one of Shalene's um, area promotions director, which is uh, a master trainer in terms today. And she came to all of us and told us that, you know, because of the passion that we have for health and fitness, that, you know, we have this opportunity to partner with a company who will allow you to have a bigger reach. And so I joined to become a coach. And I'll be honest with you, when I first started, I was like, I don't even know what this is. And Michelle Park is is my upline. And she called me and she said, you should become a coach. And I'm like, okay, what is it? And she says, I have no idea. She says, but if Shalene says we should do it, we should do it. And I was like, okay. And so I joined to become a coach. And the, the word direct sales or network marketing never came up. I had no idea that that really was what it was. To me, it was just a way for the the love that I have to help people feel good about themselves, I could take exponentially. And I instead of just working in the gym with people, I had the opportunity to help people, you know, 3,000 miles away from me and have the same effect because it's all about that accountability and supporting someone through their journey. And so I became a coach. Well, well just, hey, for the record, Shalene told me to dance at Summit. Look how that turned out. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know. She's not, yeah, she's not always right. <laughs> not always right. You know, I guess you, I guess, you have to make the decision right, though. I guess that's the moral right. of the story, and I just couldn't quite make that one you right. You did fine. You know? Hey, so as you look, you know, as you, as, as you look at that business, you kind of said, what is it? Was there uh, – I, I don't want to spend much time on this, but just because this kind of is, when did it start to take off for you? I, I, I say this all the time, and I, I really, truly feel like Carl Deichler needs to give me credit for challenge groups because I think I'm the one who invented them. Right when I became a coach, the first thing I did was I invited everybody I knew to my house and I set out the product, you know, kind of Avon style, Tupperware style. And I told all my friends and my neighbors, I said, we need to do Turbo Jam together. We'll we'll do it at home and um, we'll drink this meal replacement shake and we'll hold each other accountable. And so we kind of made a mock challenge group and they had tremendous success um, from even though they were coming to my class at the gym and doing turbo kick. There was just something about that additional support and accountability and me watching and monitoring the nutrition just a little bit closer that they actually had better results doing this challenge group. And I realized, wow, that's when I was like, I can really help people using our products and using the workouts that I just, from that point on, I've done challenge groups ever since. Yeah. Interestingly, I remember very clearly um, I mean, when you were doing, they weren't called challenge groups, but you really, in many respects, were the poster child uh, as we formally introduced the concept of a challenge group. I remember it at leadership and we had you stand up talking about what you were, what you were already doing. So we just kind of put some structure, formalized uh, in many respects what you had already been doing for quite, you know, for quite some time. So thank you for that, Melissa. <laughs> um, well, so... So let's let's jump into 
to to the kind of the the idea of joy in the business and meaning yeah. meaning in it as a business. You're also a a master trainer. You 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 do certifications for Beachbody, and I know that you've recently had the opportunity to teach a test group of Country Heat, and you've been working with that group for what about the last six months? So. Mm-hmm. As you did that, what did you find? Let's just kind of jump into the idea of what did you find rewarding about that experience? Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, I've been a fitness instructor for 17 years, a master trainer for 15 years, and a coach for eight years, and I have never been so inspired like I was by this process. It was um, it was just crazy to literally, and I mean literally, see these people change before my eyes. Every single week that I'd walk in, they looked completely different, and they carried themselves differently as well. Um, I think about a specific gentleman. His name was Cliff. He was an older gentleman that really seemed to have a chip on his shoulder when he started. He was quiet. He was kind of unsocial. And it almost felt like he was being forced to be there. Um, But every week that I saw him, he got a little more talkative, and he walked a little taller, and he got a little more into the workouts. And now that we're done, he's lost almost 100 pounds in those six months. And um, he's a completely different man. Um, Towards the end, when he would walk into the room, you knew he was there. You could feel his energy and his happiness, and he was hooping and hollering during the workouts. And um, it just really, he ended up being the glue that kind of held that group together. And that was so motivational for me. Um, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss them all. And now I'm even more proud of Beachbody to be able to have gone through this process. And if they would ask me, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Well, so it sounds to, I'm going to infer a couple things from this, and you can expound on it or say, no, Jeff, you didn't hear me right. Um, I don't want to be accurate. No, I mean, I'm being, I'm being real serious on this and, okay. and trying, to, okay. trying to peel away the layer, trying to peel away the layer of the onion on this a little bit. But, you know, what I heard you say was, it, it, again, it was this challenge group idea, people coming together, creating accountability and connections mm-hmm. that where they get, get results. And there's, there's a that's where that quote unquote joy, you know, comes out of that. But it comes out of a structure that you almost have to create that, that allows people to find success. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's funny you say that because from this experience, the six month experience with these people that I have never done before, um, I really want to try and incorporate more human interaction in my challenge groups because. Um, as as I say, nothing can take the place of a face. So selfies are great, recorded videos are great, but that real-time connection with people plays a huge role in their success. So for me personally, I'm going to start adding more Zoom webinars and Facebook Lives and FaceTime into my challenge groups because I think just that face-to-face, even if it's through a computer screen or a phone, but that face-to-face makes a huge difference in people's commitment and the joy that they get out of this journey. Yeah, we, I was on a call from Melissa's team the other night, and, we, and someone asked me a question. Said, "Jeff, if you had uh, a choice to make a, a fifth vital behavior, what would it be?" And I said, "Oh, I think mine would would clearly be follow up." And Melissa says, "No, but, well, not no, but she said mine would be relationships, developing yeah. strong, really focusing on strong relationships." And I think that's really the essence of what you're talking about. Okay, let's yeah. let's keep this moving. So, sure. when what surprises you when you talk? To, about when you talk, what surprises you most about people when you talk about getting healthy? You know, I'm most surprised by people coming to us coaches for advice, um, but they're unwilling to stop what isn't working for them to make the changes that they want. And and I'm I'm just assuming a lot of you coaches online are probably shaking your head yes because so many are not willing to give up the gym, even for 30 days. 
and so many are not willing to try a true meal replacement shake. It's kind of a battle for us coaches to break down the mindset that they have to be in a gym and they have to eat diet food to be successful. But the way that we get through that is education. We really have to educate ourselves so that we can educate them. And sometimes I think, and I tell my team, that your personal development needs to be on our products and how we can help because although it may seem unorthodox to some people, they don't have to hit the gym for two hours a day and they don't have to spend a ton of money on their cleverly marketed diet food out there, that they can get healthy and not just skinny in 30 minutes a day and with a chocolate shake. And for a lot of people, that sounds really crazy, but it works. So when people think about getting fit, they instantly think the gym and lean cuisine. And I think it's our job to shout no. Um, it's literally, it can literally be, and this kind of rhymes, 22 minutes a day, a cafe latte, <laughs> and a personal cheering squad every day. Um, and so every, you know, every week you're doing your personal development, but like even Sandy said at the beginning, if you can, you know, make the Shakeology podcast part of your personal development so that it, it builds your confidence and it educates you on why what we do really works because people, people have a wall and, and they're just used to that old school thought that I have to go to a gym and I have to eat these really cleverly marketed diet foods in order to be successful. And it's just not true. Real, I think, and I, I, so I think the key there is, as you've shared this a bit at the beginning, is I think it's true. People don't want to give up what they're doing that's not creating results for something else, and that's that's mm-hmm. the problem for coaches. So, what you're saying is, you need to be educated enough about what the products are, you know, if it's Shakeology, so that you can be persuasive or persuasive may be the wrong term, informative enough, create enough mm-hmm. value so they can see why. When you scream no, um, no, you take take another look that you can yeah. back up that no with some substance. So that comes absolutely. in education. And confidence. So you, yeah, and confi- yeah, absolutely. Well said. How do you find people who want to do what you do? You know, honestly, even before becoming coach, I've always felt just this obligation to share what I learned and what makes life easier, no matter what it is. Uh, Shalene's instilled that in me. My Facebook is built on my love of nutrition, and my Instagram has been built on my love of fitness. And I share without expectation. And in doing so, you know, I find I help people for free. That's just the way I am, and I hope that I become a reliable resource for others. So when I do put out there that I'm hosting a challenge group or that um, I'm inviting other people to become coaches, I've already established trust. I've proven that I have their best interests at heart because I've helped them for free. And I always speak to my avatars, which are usually fitness professionals or busy moms looking to fit wellness into their family's lives. Um, they're, they're people just like me. So, so, Melissa, just, yep. so for so someone that may not be familiar and maybe uh, there's nobody out there, but, you know, what's an avatar? <laughs> when you say, I, you know, I look at so, my avatar. But for me, people that, want, that, that I want to work with, you know, you, I, I, I'll mutilate the quote, but when you speak to everyone, you speak to no one, if that's right. And so I think it's really important that you know who, who, when you speak to people, who you're speaking to. Because I, I love 22-year-old construction men. That sounded really bad. But you know what I mean? I, I, I appreciate them out there. But they're not necessarily my target, quote-unquote, target market. And I don't know that I can connect with that 22-year-old construction worker near as well as I can connect with a mom, a busy mom of three children, because... I've been there. So I, I think it's, it's, a, it's good to speak to the people that you can relate to because then there's that relationship. Okay, good. So you've, 
So you've been a coach. You shared earlier a little over eight, over eight years. Um, mm-hmm. What things do you do that are different since that time, and what things do you continue to do that really have never changed? The, some of the things that have remained the same is that I still consistently run challenge groups. Um, I've been doing it now, I guess. Um, I can't remember when, when they were introduced, but I don't think I have gone a single month without doing a challenge group. There's just a huge staple in my life. And back in the day when we first started, I drank our amazing, I'm glad it's gone, meal replacement shake and our vitamins. So still to this day, I, you know, I use our workouts to stay healthy. I use our supplements and I run challenge groups. So that hasn't changed. The thing that has changed from month nine to now month 99 is my personal development went from growing my own confidence to growing my confidence in my leadership. So that's changed just a little bit. And instead of doing it for me, I try to do it for the team. There's nothing that I won't do that I won't share with my coaches, whether it's just a really good post that I've written, a good response to an objection, a challenge group we run together, or an ever-evolving training because things are constantly changing. I always think team, never me. So I consider myself a guinea pig for all sorts of ways to reach and teach other people, and some things work and some things don't. I'll give you a for instance. When I first started I used to go to Walmart and I would put my business cards in all of the, the this is probably illegal, sorry, Jonathan, but I would put my business cards in all of the Walmart um, fitness boxes because I was just so sure that someone would buy a jump rope, open it up and see my business card and call, call me. <laughs> that never worked. So it's those kind of stupid things in the beginning that I did that I always share with my coaches today that I'm like, you know, it's just the consistency of doing, you know, probably or hopefully what brought you into the business you know, you brought, you were brought in the right way, and now you just duplicate the way that you were brought into this business and share it with other people and teach other people how to do exactly what brought you into the business, and it just is a ripple effect. But here's kind of an interesting thing, I think, that happens in, in what you just shared, because I was going to interrupt and say, when you say, you know, I've done a challenge group every single month, I was going to say, that has got to, it sounds boring. It sounds like it's it, over time, you know, it's, it, it's boring. And of course, it's a bit of a rhetorical question because, mm-hmm. you know, you could say in football games, you know, I was watching part of the, the Packers Minnesota game last night and going, I was watching go, every play they block, every time they have to execute on, on the fundamentals of the <laughs> right. business. I mean, so you can right. say that's boring. But the other piece that you added to this was you never stop trying new things and learning mm-hmm. new things and applying them. And even the fact that you were sticking business cards in fitness programs at Walmart. What did you, you mean? There is a learning that comes from that and a growth that comes from that because you're curious and you keep trying new stuff. And that's, that's how it becomes, I think, non-boring. Right. For sure. So. For sure. And, and we, and I still do that. You know, I, you know, I still try different, I, I stick with what's working and I don't veer from that. Like you said at the beginning to keep your funnel full. So I know it keeps my funnel full and I don't stop doing that to go try something new or to try something different. But, you know, there is there is where you do just you know, dabble in other things out of curiosity. Is this is this going to help or is this, you know, a waste of my time? And, and, you know, that keeps the creative juices flowing and keeps things a little bit different. But but if you know what's working for you, always stick with that. But it doesn't hurt to to try different things, maybe that you've seen another coach do or, you know, you've seen in a different kind of business. You're like, well, it's working in that sort of business. Maybe it would work in Beachbody and give it a try, but always stick to what's working. 
Yeah. Okay, so challenge groups. You said you've run them you know, since the beginning here. Um, and I believe you do, you know, some coaches will just do one program. I, you've got a lot of people coming in. They do multi-formats. How do you deal with people who aren't comfortable doing the program you've picked? I used to run my challenge groups where it was program-specific. And I still do that if it's a brand-new program. If something new comes out, of course, I'll do it, you know, kind of a launch or, as people call it, a test group. And if my favorite program goes on sale, then maybe I'll do a challenge group for that specific program. But I have really learned, um, and I love Beachbody On Demand, and I have learned that it is just a great tool for people, and multi-format challenge groups are really good for two reasons. Number one is, I'm I'm just going to use, for example, um, you decide to do a Brazil butt lift challenge group, and you have a couple of customers that come to you about a weekend, and they're like, I just don't really connect with Leandro, or I'm not really big into Latin dancing, but the whole group is doing Brazil butt lift, they're going, to feel, um, they're going to feel a sense of failure because they're not doing what everybody else is doing if they decide to do something else because everybody else is sharing their experience with Brazil butt lift. And then number two, I think it really helps us create a beach body culture if you do the um, beach body on demand because what's going to happen is, say, Mary is doing a program and um, Shannon keeps coming on and she's talking about doing Max 30. So Mary, who's doing 21 Day Fix, at the end of 21 Day Fix is like, God, I've been watching Shannon post about Max 30. She's seeing amazing results. She absolutely loves the program. I'm going to do that program next. So instead of that mentality of, I'll just do 21 Day Fix again, she just got soft sold, not even by you, by another customer to do a different program because she watched that customer enjoy the process. All right. So um, customer experience. Is, is how important for is, is it in your experience for coaches to have that quote unquote customer experience with our products? You can define what that means to you. Yeah, um, honestly, I think it's everything. You know, I've had a, a quite a big outpouring of coaches reach out to me after summit that were excited to hear that I don't recruit large numbers each month. In fact, right now <laughs> in September, I've recruited six coaches, um, um, and I'm okay with that because. Um, team beach body coaching is so much more effective if you show people the concept instead of sell them on it. Now I'm just speaking from personal experience, but um, if you simply explain what a coach does in a sneak peek or a webinar, you get someone that comes aboard and they get overwhelmed quickly and they either freeze or they quit. But if you bring in customers and they get to kind of see you coach them, then they decide for themselves that they want to do it. They feel way more inspired and way less overwhelmed. The only people I try to convert into coaches right now are fitness professionals because they really get the concept of coaching. Otherwise, the best coaches, bar none for me, have been people that have come from my challenge groups. My retention rate is really really high because of this. And um, it's okay if one of my customers decides to become a coach um, just for the camaraderie and for the discount. I will never push them for my own personal gain, but I make it perfectly clear to them that if if there ever comes a time that they do want to work this as a business, just to let me know and we'll connect and see what that looks like for them. But um I'm I with if there's anything you guys can take away from this call, you will have the best team and you will have the best retention and you will have the most fun if if you are building a team of coaches that have gone through the customer experience first and know what it is that we do as coaches because they've been through the process. I think that's everything. We are going to run out of time here, and this is a discussion that I think could go deep, deep, because there's a little bit of a sense of slower is faster 
on this because the experience you're providing is is richer. And when you, I think, you know, in my years perk up on this, you talk about retention. Uh, you know, coaches go through so much effort and and it, you put their trust and their credibility on the line to attract and connect with people that the retention aspect of it is so key that, that you yeah. know, if you're bringing people into the business, man, you want to keep those people. So the experience you provide is so essential, you know, to, to this. And I think, I think it's an area that we as a company need to do a little bit better job in exposing what that might look like and sharing best practices from people like you. A um, couple more questions before we run out of time here. But so brand new coaches that come in, you know, customers, come in, how do you teach them to run a new challenge group? You know, I say having, having the complete joy of being able to hang around with a lot of top 10 coaches, <laughs> I, think, I think we all do this, um, or at least the majority of us do, is you put your own brand new coaches in your challenge groups, whether you run personal challenge groups or you run team challenge groups. I think it's essential. Um, it's a no-brainer that your brand new coaches, if they, especially if they've never gone through one, that they actually get to experience your challenge group. So simple as that. Okay. Last three questions. If you were to say, young coach, <laughs> so advice, young. you know, which we have lots on, on, on this call, some, something you could focus on that would be a takeaway to say, take this stuff, but do these three things. Right. Or two or okay. whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it really comes down to, um, to sticking to what brings you happiness. You're going to evolve as a person, being a coach, no doubt. But one thing that should never change is that you're doing what you love. One of my mentors, Josh Coates, he asked me three questions that he learned from John Maxwell, and they absolutely rocked my world. And I encourage you guys to ask yourself these same three questions very often. Number one, what do I have to do? So this is defining your responsibility as a business owner. Number two, what is the most rewarding thing I can do? And this is about your fulfillment and your joy. Number three, what brings me the most profit? This is about building your business. So a while ago, I got caught looking at the shiny objects, which we all do sometimes, and I started outsourcing my challenge group so I could try to run Facebook ads. <laughs> I absolutely hated the process for me because I felt like I was in a convincing business. Instead of helping people, I felt like I was convincing them that they should be a coach. Um, and so Josh asked me these three questions, and I answered them like this. I'm the only one that can run effective challenge groups because I'm good at them. I invest in the people that come in. Number two, challenge groups bring me tremendous joy. I absolutely bust at the seams when people are starting to get results. And number three, challenge groups bring in the commission, they bring in the coaches, and they bring in the residual income. So what do I need to do? I need to run challenge groups. So I quit looking at all the shiny objects, and I just went back to what I love to do, what makes me the most profit, and the only thing that really I can do that I can't outsource, and that was challenge groups. So that's my advice. Is that's my advice um, is is to not get distracted and to find what it is about this business that makes you happy. And it doesn't have to be challenge groups. I have coaches that just they're they're not inspired by challenge groups, but maybe they love to write blogs, or maybe they're really good at finances. And so that's how they can help people. It's help them, you know, financially. Whatever your joy is, find it and stick with it. Yeah, that's it. Out of the, as you know, my favorite book, Good to Great, Jim Collins, he would call that the hedgehog concept. And that's what great companies identify is kind of what you just, you just said. Last question for you. Okay. okay. Eight years in the business, after more than eight years in the business, why do you think you're still coaching? What has it meant to you? Oh, okay. Okay. You have to cue the Hallmark music right now. And I'm sorry. <laughs> but, okay, but just a minute. Cueing, cueing. Okay. Okay. It's on. 
Um, but seriously, it comes down to knowing that there's still at least one more person out there that I can help. I mean, maybe the time hasn't been right up until this point, and I want to be there. Um, if somebody comes to me and says, I need help getting healthy, or a coach finally says, okay, I'm all in. I really want to build a business. If I shrug my shoulders today and say eight years was good enough, then I miss the opportunity to help that one person that, that the timing has been right for them. And, and it's as simple as that. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, listen, Melissa, we're out of time. Some great insight uh, on, on challenge groups, on, on creating the experience, on, on the why, and definitely a call. I think a lot of coaches are going to go back and listen to, and my guess is you're probably going to get a message or two. Um, on this, but um, thank you for your leadership. Thanks for your willingness to, to share the, the secret sauce um, on this, and uh, look forward to seeing you at leadership. Thanks, Jeff. Bye, guys. All right. Thanks, Melissa. Coaches, uh, an absolutely incredible call, fantastic information. Uh, I think she nailed it on really uh, what is at the core of our business and the intent of the business, but putting some structure around that. But, you know, I think, again, you hear this every Monday for me, and it will probably never change, is it's in the doing. It's in the, because she realized creating challenge groups, bringing people in and giving them the right experience. And that's the healthiest place for people to learn who we are, what we are, what coaching looks like. But it starts with attracting and connecting, inviting people. And uh, you have to be doing that on a daily basis to realize the kind of success that a Melissa and many, many others have had. So coaches, uh, look yourself in the eyes right now this morning. Get out and um, you examine what you're doing, but, but go out and try stuff. Go out and, and authentically invite people into this business and make this week a great week. We have so many products, so many opportunities for people to change their lives. It's that time of year when people are looking for structure, they're looking for discipline. You know, they're looking to be, I've got the book Tribe on my desk. People are looking to be part of a tribe where they're connected to an idea, they're connected to a leader, they're connected to a group of people who are doing good things. And this is your chance to strengthen your tribe, to create your tribe, and uh, change some lives. So Sandy, toss it back to you. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Melissa. Uh, here is the number for the replay that we'll put up very soon. It is 832-225-5065. Make it a great day. Bye-bye.